Hey guys, it's She Sheds Real Light with Crystal Fry and Susan Price. And today's episode is We All Have Superpowers. All right, so we're on chapters four through six. And this was a good one. Honestly, it was kind of like an easy read for me. Um, in the season that I'm into is uh, it almost hit the nail on the head on so many of the things through these chapters. I was like, yes, 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 yes. But we're going to start off. So the first chapter that we're going in and we're diving in is called Superpowers. And one of the things that really stood out to me in this chapter is um, a sentence that said, I want to partner with God in whatever he cares about most. Mm. Wow. Like thinking about it as a partnership with God. I mean, we always talk about having like a relationship with God and all these kind of things, but thinking about it as like a partnership and wanting to partner with him with what he wants best and what he wants most and cares about most in my life. Like, I don't want, it's kind of crazy because when you think about it, you're like, well, I really don't want anything other than that. But in reality, I'm trying to do everything other than that sometimes. Oh, I'm totally guilty of that, too. Like, it's in our minds, it sounds great. And we know that that's what we should do. But a matter the, the fact of the matter is, is that we don't take initiative to actually put it in his hands and actually do it. We just yeah. do it on our own. That's so crazy because it's a simple word. Like, I want a partner. But and you think about the partnerships that you have kind of like a relationship, but you think about those that you have like with other people, like my spouse, he's my partner. You know what I mean? Like in my partner with stuff. And it's like, yes, I want God to be my partner. And I really want to do what he cares about most because what he cares about most is honestly what's going to be best for me. But am I truly like this, this, okay, this book and these chapters really honestly made me question like, I say I trust God, but do I really, really trust God? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm thinking of like, I had this friend, well, I have, still have a friend. We used to call ourselves PIC, partner in crimes. And uh, <laughs> so we were like PIC, that's what we called each other. She's my PIC instead of my BFF. And so we used to call each other that. And so I, I'm thinking of that as you're talking and I'm like, what if we may got our PIC, like our partner in crime, like partner in every, not crime, but like partner in everything that we do. Like, that's what we're supposed to do. That's what he wants from us with our friend, like closest friends. We have that partner, you know, relationship. And so it's like, yes, partner with God. Like that's the number one person we should be partnering with going to about everything and being close in relationship. And you're right throughout this whole book so far and study, like I'm seeing that like, I feel like it's calling me out a lot, even though I know she's not talking like specifically to me or you, but it makes you feel like it. And I'm like, gosh, like I really question my relationship with God. Like I thought I've had a good relationship with him, but like what I kept reading throughout, I mean, this is in all three chapters and the study is just saying like, um, he gained nothing because he risked nothing. Like we have to take risks to trust. But then it says we, um, with God, let me see what it says real quick. I'm trying to remember which page it was on, but it was just talking about like how, you know, we can't, we don't put our trust in God, but we put our trust in everything else. We put our trust in things that isn't even 
like trustworthy at times, you know, like we trust each yeah. other to hold us up. And so I don't know, like we should just be doing so much better at partnering in that walk with him. No, I completely agree. Um, a hundred percent. And thinking about superpowers too, and like the chapter called superpowers, there was a sentence that also said the way God made you is actually your superpower. And when I underlined that, I was like, the way God made me is actually my superpower. Like it was with like, God made me with such purpose and such a plan. Like that is my superpower because nobody else in this world is like me. Nobody else in this world is like you. And that is a superpower in itself because our power inside of us, one comes from God, but like that power has so much uniqueness to offer this world that is our superpower, which that really, that really like kind of hit home to me as like, okay, like the way God made me, I, I do have that superpower inside of me to do what I need to do, but also to allow him to do what he needs to do. I love the way that that, that goes hand in hand, because I'm thinking of actual superpowers, like like on TV, what is it? Uh, Superwoman. I'm sitting here thinking of her and like how she had superpowers. But when you watch these things, it's like they're the only person that has that superpower. And it, it relates so much to what you just said. Like our gift is our gift. Our calling is our calling. And, you know, we all have some of us have similar gifts, similar callings, but we are the one person that God sought out for that specific superpower. And I love that. Yeah. Um, and in this book too, at the back or in this chapter too, at the back of it, it talks about the driver, the darling. Um, what was the other one? Do you remember the, I'm trying to look in the book really fast. It was like the driver, the darling and, um, the voters. what was it? The devoters, the devoters. Did you like, did one resonate more with you than the others? Um, oh, let me, I'm turning to that page. So it's on 71 and 72. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, like I, <laughs> I feel like I'm the, one of the drivers because, you know, I, I have goals, I have checklists. Yeah. I want to make sure I get them all done, like in a certain order. And I stress myself out if not. And I feel like I'm trying to be in the front seat in the driver's seat and I know like we're supposed to say hey God I'll take the passenger seat and you take the driver's seat but uh I don't ever seem to operate that way yeah what was yours so I could really like see myself in all three of them like as I was reading them but I'm like okay I need to pick out just like one and then I was like I can't pick out just one so I'm gonna pick out two and so I said I could see myself maybe more of the driver and the darling, which the darlings like seek the best version of themselves. As a result, they're more focused on controlling themselves than others. So it's like I'm always trying to like make sure that like I'm at my best and stuff like that. And so I thought I could I could totally see that one, too. Um, but honestly, I could like pull out something from all three of them and say, like, that's that sounds like me, you know. Absolutely. No, I definitely think that there's pieces in each one that can be relatable for sure. I know I, it's hard because it's like, I see a little bit of myself in a lot of these things that that's mentioned throughout the book. And I'm like, man, like maybe, maybe, I mean, I knew I had control issues, but maybe it's a lot worse than I really realized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know that's how I was reading this. And I was like, Oh, 
wow, like that totally sounds like me. So maybe I really do have more control issues than I ever really like thought of uh, too. So I'm with you right there. Um, Okay, so let's go ahead and shoot to the next chapter and kind of go through some of the things that really like hit on us there. Um, The next chapter was called Hang On, Finding the Courage to Do Really Hard Things. Was there something in that chapter that really kind of like hit home with you? Yeah, this one, I actually highlighted a lot of stuff, but um, right off the get-go, and I've heard this before, but right off the get-go, what stood out to me most is on page 75, and it says, God can't put anything into these hands when they are tightened into fists, and it's like, Mm. I don't have my hand open, ready to receive, you know, that I'm going to miss it, and it's not going to happen, and so often, like, I'm, I'm like a tense person anyway, and so I feel like I'm always tense, but I notice when I'm tense, my fists legit are closed, and so it's like, I'm just hanging on, and like that really stood out a lot to me because I was like, you know what? I really should loosen up and really open my hands to receive. It's just like when you're in prayer or worship and you're opening up your hands, it's like saying like, here I am, Lord, I receive it. You know, the blessing I receive all, all these things. Um, hear me. Like Even when I pray at home in, in my own personal space, I have my hands open because it just feel like it's opening me up to saying, Lord, here I am, you know, you yeah. or whatever it may be. Not to have close fists. I love yeah. this chat. I love this chapter too because, like, it talks about hang, uh, like hanging on. And it talks about like not hanging on, but at the end of it, it also talks about how you need to hang on. Like sometimes you need to hang on um, and not let go of you know, not giving up hope and and things like that. And so I was like, wow, you know, sometimes you need to hang on and sometimes you don't. And like, we really have to decipher what we need to hang on to and what we don't. And, you know, sometimes I think we get into that position to where we're like, I'm just going to hang on this to, I'm going to hang on to this a little bit longer or I'm not or whatever. And, um, Honestly, I think we need to sit down and try and figure out, like, are we hanging on to stuff that we shouldn't? And are we like giving up on things that we that we shouldn't, you know? Absolutely. Uh, Well, you know what else it was talking about was how you don't ever have to pick. You don't have to pick one road and walk that path for the rest of your life. Like it was talking about how, like, you know, a lot of times we get in our minds that we hang on to the to the place we're at right now and think that that's where we're stuck at. That's where we have to remain at. But um, it's talking about coming back to the fork in that road every single day. So like we we revise it every day. We look back on it every day and meet it there. Kind of like when we surrender things over on a daily basis. But it's at telling you to ask God to help you choose. So it's like, which way do I go, Lord? Do I go left, right, straight? Do I do the roundabout? Like what what is it that you want me to do today? Because you do not have to stay on that same path each and every day. And yeah, um, I love when it was talking about how we sometimes would be um, the miracle for other people. But then they would also at some point be a miracle for us. And I think back Mm -hmm. on all the times and reflect on all the people that came into my life and like looking back on it, like, oh, wow, that that moment for me, they were my miracle because I was going through this. And at that moment, God sent them. And I feel like it was such a turning point for me because they helped lift me up. And so then it had me thinking about, like, am I that for other people, though? Like, I know you say I am and I know I can be, but I also feel like I have to be willing you know what I mean? Yeah. Do those things. And so I don't want to miss that. I want to be able to be that for somebody else too, because I've been so blessed with having that in my life. Well, and you think about it too, if like you're, if you're too busy hanging on to things that you shouldn't be like it, it kind of like stops you from being able to do what God has called you to do, you know, your growth. Yeah. 
And so you've really got to be in tuned of knowing like, okay, I need to know what I'm hanging on to. I need to know what I'm not or what I'm not supposed to and kind of like figuring out, I think at the back of the book, it talks about like a crossroads, but figuring out which way you're supposed to go, like, um, and to walk that out with God. Yeah, I, it does. And it's so hard when you get to those crossroads. And even in here, it was talking about, you know, at the proper time we'll reap a harvest if we don't give up. And it's, and then I underlined or, or highlight it says the harvest always comes. And I think at a point right now in my own life, going through different things, facing different things, that stood out a lot to me because I'm like, okay, we don't have to hang on to this moment necessarily like this this difficult time that i'm living in like sometimes we get lost in it and we hang tight to it for whatever reason instead yeah. of allowing ourselves to feel and move forward um but the promises of god saying that the harvest always comes it's like wow god like i i know that but i need to actually fully accept that and stop yeah. hanging on to this this moment or this situation that i'm currently in yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and I honestly would challenge you guys too, like at the back of the book, um, where it asks you like the certain questions, like if there is something that you're hanging on to, um, or you're trying to figure out like, what do I do? Do I let go of it? Do I hang on to it? Um, and do I hang on to it for the reasons of like, I need to, cause I need to find hope in it. There's some questions in the back of that chapter that kind of go through, like if you're doing it for the right reason sort of thing. And I went through it. And the one thing that I've been hanging on to, or like trying to figure out, all right, God, what do you want me to do right now? I went through and answered those questions. And it honestly just made me kind of reconsider and think about like where I am right now. And if that, if that is where God wants me to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great activity, too, because I think it helps us focus on the things we need to hang on to and the things that we don't. And so that brings us to the next chapter of like, what do we need to hang on to? But what do we need to let go of? Yeah, Um. this now this chapter, I highlighted a ton of stuff. <laughs> I guess that tells you, like, I need to let go. <laughs> let it right go. Now? Let it go. I think I've heard that before. Um, okay, so on the second page of this chapter, I highlighted um, it's often in the little things that I demonstrate an unwillingness to let go. In parenting, for instance, my inner devoter has sometimes helped my daughters with projects to us to assure their success rather than letting them learn through their own mistakes. I should have let go instead. I love to take control of my children's projects and I say that and I really because I'm like like I can just do this so great and like I just want to help and I just want to do this and it's like seriously let them do it (laughs) let them do it but I don't just find myself doing that with their projects I find myself doing that sometimes in their life and I'm like you've got to let them make the mistakes and learn like if you don't let them do that then they're you know like I feel like I'm kind of figuring this out for myself now too. Like if you don't let them make those mistakes and like kind of be able to like adjust and talk to them through it, then as they get older and they're on their own, they're going to make those mistakes. And like, you've kind of like, it's a different role of parenting then, you know? Yeah. That was this exact thing that I did. I didn't highlight it, but I put like a big circle-ish thing right here. (laughs) That was the first thing that stood out to me too, because I see I'm a little bit different. So my thing is like, I'll let them do it. 
But as I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. No, you (laughs) need to do it this way. That looks sloppy. Hold on, let me help you. And then by the time it's done, said, they always come back and complain. They're like, well, it might as well be your project because you didn't let me do it. And it's mine. I don't understand. And and so, like, I take control (laughs) because it's not meeting my standards or what I think it should look like or be like. And so it's so hard. But I do the same thing in my kids' lives. That's probably the number one thing that I spend my time trying to control when truly I'd need to release that to God. It's It's crazy when you think about it. It is. It's so hard. It's so hard to let go of our kids, especially because it's just like a scary because we want to be their protector. Um, (laughs) uh, The other thing that I read in this uh, chapter kind of right away was I read once um, that surrender is what happens when God hands you a blank piece of paper with a space for you to sign your name at the bottom. And then you hand it back to him to fill in as he wills. And then it says, talk about frightening. I read that and I was like, uh, yeah, because like if I'm handing that back to him, like I like this is the whole concept of like I say I trust God. But if I handed him back that hand, that sheet of paper and I said, "Okay, do as you will. It's like I have absolutely no control, like none whatsoever. And in my human nature, I'm like, like, I really want to know what you're going to do with this. Like, no, like that seems like a dare. Like you playing truth or dare. Yeah. That sounds like a dare. Like, I dare you to do this. And so maybe we should dare y'all to do it. Cause I, I read that too. And I was like, uh, uh-uh, no, <laughs> but the funny thing is, is like, he's going to do it either way. So it's like, we might as well willingly let him do it. And then we can see like the, uh, the blooming from it and the flourishing from it. I mean, like, I feel like, it's almost like if you just do what I tell you to do, it's going to be much better than if you go against what I'm telling you, because I'm going to make it happen regardless. So you just hang on and go for the ride. Yeah. And see, there it, she says, and even in that chapter two, it says, I've been scared to let go of so much in my life because I lack what it truly takes. Trust mm-hmm. in God. I'm afraid to give God control of what's in my hands because I'm afraid I won't like what he does with my life without my helpful input. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> Let me help you, Lord. You're not you're not quite doing this the way I want you to. <laughs> Crazy does it sound when you read it, though. But truly, like that is me. Yeah, totally me too. And I'm sure everybody that's listening right now. And it was it's funny because she said, "How do you let go of your to do list when it feels like you're the only one who can do it?" And that's me too. Is like, oh yeah, like I and. I've been, I think because we're let down so often in life, like we're just like, if I just do it myself, it's going to get done. It's going to get done the right way. So it's easier to do it myself than just to hand it to someone else and disperse it because I can disperse it and take that stress off me. But really, I'm still going to stress because I know that I'm going to do it the right way. It's so crazy. It is crazy. But I think in there, too, it says something about how can you trust if you don't know God, like who God is. And for me, I feel like I'm in relationship with God. Like I know who God is. I know that he's good. I know that he's sovereign, but do I know it? Like, I say, like, I know, like, I'll say, like, I know that God are these things, but do I know it for myself? Because if I knew it for myself, then I truly would trust him with that blank sheet of paper. And I wouldn't have to have any control whatsoever. And so it honestly made me go, I need to know God better. Like I, I seriously, it clicked in my head and I'm like, I, I think I know him, but like, do I really know him? And I really need to know him better so that everything that I do, like, 
you know, we're human. We're going to question things and we're going to like want to put things in our control because we think that we have it and all that kind of stuff. But I think, you know, the more you know God, that maybe the less you do that, you know, like the less you try to control. And and truly, like, that's where I want to be because I think sometimes control has such a grip, like a grip on us that it makes us have all those other feelings of like worry and doubt and all that kind of stuff if we would just let it go. You're right. Like if we were to just do those things, but I, I will actually backtrack and say, if we're in good standing in our relationship with God and we're close and we're spending time with him on a regular basis, like we should be, I think it almost comes somewhat more naturally because we're putting our trust in him regardless. And we have that close connection. And what do we do with a, our fa- our family and friends is like when we're close and we have a relationship, we learn to trust them a little bit more than other people on the outside. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're going to do with God is we're going to, with relationship comes trust and we're going to trust him a little bit more. And when he proves himself, which he shouldn't even have to do, he should have already proved himself enough. Yeah. Like, then we're going to trust him even more and then more. And then it's like, okay, God, I'm going to give this to you and surrender it over to you because I trust that you're going to do what you're supposed to do with it. Your will, not mine. You know what I mean? But if we don't get in that good standing of a relationship with him, we miss all of those things. Gosh, that's so good. And it's so like, that's absolutely true. And you think about, you know, when we do surrender, um, most of the time it's when we've like hit our breaking point and we're like, I can't do anymore. Like, God, you've got to take this. And it's like, why does it take us? hitting like that breaking point to say, I can't do this anymore to surrender it before we're just like at the very beginning going, God, I, I can't do this. Like, this is, this is your will, not mine. You know what I mean? Like, why does it take us even trying? Like, why aren't we just giving it to God in the first place? And it's because we don't, we trust ourselves, which, um, shouldn't you know what I mean? Like we trust ourselves more than we trust who God is, which is awful. It is. And how often do we fail daily? So it's like, why do we trust ourselves so much? Like, I don't think I should trust myself. You know what I mean? Like, not at certain times. Like, obviously, he's never failed us. He's never let us down. And he may not give us the answers that we always want, but he always gives us what we need and what's best for us. Yeah, it's so crazy to think about it. Well, all right, let's go ahead and hit on the questions so we can get through those with you guys um, in the actual study guide. There's quite a few questions. Um, Susan, do you want to start the first one? Yes. So the first one's on page 20 and it says, how how has this awareness of unhealthy control affected you in the past week? Have you noticed changes in your thinking and reactions? reactions are there areas where you've been able to let go a little more are there areas that's been especially difficult um so apparently when i uh, answered this question it was in the middle of sickness and uh i said i've seen how it's mentally and physically worn me down um i've been forced to let a lot go while being sick and so when i'm thinking back on that i'm like when i was sick i didn't care I didn't care if you went off to my favorite place in the world, like my whole family could have left me to go there. And I would have been like, okay, just go. Like I would have had and been fine with it because I just did not feel good. And now that I'm back to normal, I'm like, oh, I would have to be heartbroken if they went without me. But it's so weird because I feel like that was almost teaching me to let go and just trust God in his direction because there was a lot of things that I quote unquote lost throughout that time that I wasn't a part of. There's a lot of things that I missed. And I had to let those things go and truly just be like, okay, 
this is it. This is what you got to do with it. Um, so I think for me, I've been able to see that, you know, mentally and physically, I drain myself. I wear myself down when I'm yeah. always in the driver's seat trying to take it wherever I want to go with it. Yeah. Um, for me, I said being aware can help me check myself, being conscious of what I'm trying to put into my hands or what I truly have no control over. I think realizing and admitting is the first step of knowing mm-hmm. some changes, some changes. But I think this is a learning process. Like, I feel like this book is like helping teach me. It's like really be- being like a learning process for me of what I'm doing that honestly is like a habit that I've had my whole entire life of like trying to control things like that I have to like change. And so um, I said a lot of it's my kids. Like I've been, I've struggled with like having to let go of my teenage daughter, trying to figure out all that, you know, letting her make decisions on her own and having to deal with repercussions to what those decisions are and not being able to like just, decide those decisions for her and mine I had put my health to because like you know you have no control over your health like what's going to happen health wise is what's going to happen health wise like I truly I can you can exercise you can diet right you can do all of that but you've heard people still having heart attacks you know that are in the best shape of their life like you truly don't know and so that's been one of the things so I think that it's just really honestly trying to be conscious of what I'm trying to control and making sure that I'm making a conscious effort of like, I think she said in the book, like actively trusting God, like every day I'm actively trusting God. And I'm, I'm doing that consciously of making the decisions of what I'm going to control and what I'm not. Being a parent alone is enough to you know, I, we both have teenage daughters and both seen a lot in the past, I'd say year, year and a half. And so it's, we've had to pick and choose like it. And that is the hardest thing to do. But I think through those situations and trials that God has definitely been teaching us for a while now, like, yeah, you have to trust me. You need to let it go and know that I am in control and you can do what you want to do. And so I keep going back to scripture of like raises to train a child up in the way that they should go and they'll never part from it and, or they'll come back to it. And so I'm like, okay, God, this is what I'm really trusting you to do because <laughs> I've laid that foundation down. I've taught them right from wrong. The rest is up to you. Like I cannot do anything else and I have to let that go. And I feel like that's what we've both been having to do a lot of lately. Yeah. And I think the big thing is too, is not questioning yourself. Like a lot of times I'll question myself, did I do enough? Did I, did I, you know, show her enough? Did I teach her enough? Did I take, you know, like, did I, did I start early enough? Like I'll have all these questions of like, did I, but the fact of the matter is, is I can't question the job that I did because even the job that I did, God knew that that would be enough for her. Like, you know what I mean? Like I, he knew before, you know, I can't question, did I, like, I have to know for a fact that no matter what I did, that still God's still God is hers first and that he loves her more than I ever can imagine or, or, you know, your daughter. And so like, I think that that's a big thing too. But anyways, the next question was, getting in your way of what's getting in your way of deeper intimacy with and trusting God. And I said, wanting things my way. (laughs) 
like my way or the highway. Have you ever heard of that? So yes. like I want things my way. And that's honestly getting in the way of my intimacy with God because it's not my way. It's his way, you know? Um, and I said, having to have a schedule planned um, instead of just listening to God's voice too. Like I'm totally a schedule oriented person. I need to know what time I need to know where we're going. I need to like have something like laid out and I need to know like, it all on the dot, basically. Like, I mean, it's to the point where when I come home and I'm going in my head, I'm going, okay, my son has to be a baseball at six. We need to leave here at like 515. If we're going to do this, I want to make it there at least five minutes, 10 minutes early. Like I need to plan out and like, I mean, it's so bad sometimes. And I think that sometimes that schedule of like, not just something as simple as going there, but just anything in general stops my intimacy with God because I don't, I'm not hearing what he has to say for me because I'm so wrapped up in like schedule, schedule, schedule. Yeah. I'm guilty of that too, especially on vacation. I make a, a daggone agenda of everything we need to do and time it. And we set my alarm to get up early. And my husband's like, we are on vacation. I'm like, no, vacation does not exist with me. I am going <laughs> to savor every moment on this trip and do everything that I can to cram it all in before it's over. So I totally get that. It's crazy. Yeah. And when you play it back and you listen to it, you're like, what is wrong with me? Like, why? <laughs> I said, my need to do it all on my own. It says, I trust myself more than God. Sounds silly, but my actions show it's true. And it's true. Like, I, you know, it sounds silly when you say it out loud. And, and like I just said, you listen to yourself and you're like, you're crazy. But then your actions tell it totally different. And it's like, ugh. Like, I really try to do this on my own. And with me doing that, it's saying, God, I'm sorry, but I trust myself more than I trust you. you yeah. know? And so I think that that's probably myself what's getting in, in the way of a deeper and more intimate relationship with God. And I really am trying hard to work on that because I want to trust him more and I want to draw closer to him. And I, you know, I don't want to always try to have the control because honestly, it's like, it's, it's just draining and, and mind consuming and it would be so much better if I just let it go and give it to him anyway. Yeah, I know. It's the craziest thing. Like, I, I mean, I really honestly think that this has been like, this is something to really reflect on. It's really good stuff. Yeah, really, really good. I totally agree. And I think this is something that will stick with us probably forever. And I love yeah. that, that we can always reflect back on it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, so the next things, oh my pages are sticking together. Um, it was, there's like this graph and it asks about the level of what we trust him. So it says, begin moving forward. Um, to begin moving forward, greater trust in God. Take a few moments to consider your current level of trust. And um, I'd written, I know he will do what he says. He always does. I just don't trust him nearly enough. And then on the graphing, like zero being, I do not trust God. 25, I would like to trust God, but rarely do because I'm fearful. 50 is lukewarm. Um, 75 is mostly trusting, casually wavering, and 100 absolute trust in God. And I'd, I'd put kind of like in the middle of 50 and 75, which is lukewarm and mostly trusting, occasionally wavering. But then I look at 25 and it says, I would like to trust, but I'm, I rarely do because I'm fearful. I, I'm not, I guess that. I don't feel like I'm fearful, but I guess when you think about it, like, I guess, yeah, that is what causes you. You're fearful that he's not going to do what he needs, you know, you want him to do. But I do feel like for me, it's more of like a lukewarm trust. Like I do trust him and I know he always is faithful in what he does in our lives, but 
I, I got a lot of work to do. Oh, that, so I put between 50 and 75 myself, but then I started thinking about it and I'm like, well, I don't know. And then I said, okay, so probably lukewarm, but my big thing is, is that in the midst of stuff, I feel like sometimes I do not trust him enough at all. I would say I like, I am fearful in the midst of stuff, like, because I do want to put it in my own hands, but then the fact when I see his hand in it I'm like oh I trust you God with everything like you did a wonderful thing and so I feel like I trust him after he's done you know he's worked for my good and his glory and I'm not thinking about that in the midst of it like even in the midst of it he's working for my good and his glory you know so I think that's crazy and I put why did you pick that spot on the line above? What do you think the influence is your level of trust in God? And I said, I think I trust God, but sometimes I choose what I trust him with. Like mm -hmm. there's some things I'll trust him with. And then there's some things I'm like, I don't know. I think I'll do this myself. And then um, I think I see, I think I have better control of it. And it takes me a while to hand it over. Just kind of like I said, like it takes me a while to surrender it. And then when I surrender it, I'm like, I don't want this no more. <laughs> but truthfully, like we should surrender it at the very beginning. <laughs> Yeah, I said there, I trust, but often forget and try to do it on my own. My need to control thinking his choice will be dis will disappoint me. Yeah, it's just true. Like, that's why I try to do it on my own, because I feel like what his outcomes dis is going to be disappointing. Um, it, it, then I ask, it's like, what does it say? It says something about, um, it gave us five major obstacles um, and people who had, or someone strayed from their faith. So, I guess what it it's given. Oh my goodness, I'm messing this all up. I'm about to fix this. So, are we even doing this part? Yeah. Okay. Um, it says five different things that um, are factors that keep us from trusting God. One being lack of silence and stillness, fear of the future, past betrayal, control, and disappointment. And um, my what I chose was control. And I said, you know, and it says we desire to do things our own way. That. You know, disappointment's one thing for me, too, and even past betrayal. Like, I can relate to all five, but in all honesty, for me, it's just my problem is just control. Like, I yeah. just have control issues and want to do it my way or no way. Yeah, I put, um, I would say disappointment in others in my past. I think that allows me to be fearful of, like, really trusting God because of disappointment from others. So, like, it's almost like I'm comparing God to a fallen world. Like I'm literally taking him and going like, I don't know if I can trust him as much because I've been disappointed in others and I haven't been able to trust him. And in reality, like he's, you know, he's perfect. He's complete. Like I can, I can trust him. And so, um, I mean, thinking about it, I'm playing a p comparison game to someone who, I mean, like with God, who is perfect to people who sin every day, you know, like there's no comparison. But in my mind, like that's how, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about I've been disappointed in others. Like I don't want to be disappointed in God. God's never going to disappoint me, you know. So I think that, that was the big for me. And and then when I hit it, you know, one down below, it says you cannot trust someone you don't know. And that's kind of what we were talking about earlier is just like you need to you know, you need to know who God is on the next page on chapter 26. Um, it says, 
it gives you like, can you put in a person, right? Hit the, their name that you've been able to trust, you know, in a relationship and have a ton of trust in. And I put my grandma and my aunt and, but that question for me to answer, like it took me a long time to even just answer that question. Like I was like, you know, I, I don't know. Like I was sitting there thinking like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, cause I don't think that I've really taken the time to really just like intimately trust people. And I, maybe I have a more problem than I think about it with trusting, you know, I, I mean, I, I really, I, I had a hard time. And then, you know, I read the question below that says, what led you to feel the sense of trust toward this person? And I said, knowing that they had my best interest. And when I wrote that, I was like, God has my better interest. Like mm -hmm. what the heck takes me so much not to trust him when he has a better interest than anybody here for me worldly. Absolutely. That's good. Well, I put, I had to think about it for a while too. And honestly, I said, uh, I said my husband and I said, because his constant love and support, um, he truly is my best friend and he was there to lift me up, um, and support me while everyone else let me down. I mean, we, we went through some difficult patches and I went through a lot of stuff and truly he was like, I know, he, I know he's my spouse. So it's like, Oh, he's supposed to be there. But when I think about it, like he didn't, he didn't have to be there. He didn't yeah. have to up with my deep, dark depression I was in. He didn't have to do any of those things, but he did. Um, and while yes, he's let me down and I've let him down, it's still a different level of trust. And I think it's because obviously it's your spouse and you have a different kind of relationship and you live with this person and every single day you have to choose to love this person. Um, yeah. And so for me, that was, you know, that was the one thing I put down, but it, it's crazy because, you know, like everyone, everyone on earth lets me down, except, you know, God's the only one who would not let me down. And like yeah. I just said about being disappointed is like, and having best interests, it's just like, he does have our best interests and he will not let us down. And so if we can put that trust in someone here on earth, even though we may struggle a little bit with trusting, why wouldn't we put it in a perfect father that loves us so much yeah. and that only cares about our best interest? Right. I mean, because ultimately we have to have that control, but um, we're working on it, guys. We are working on it together. <laughs> work in progress. We're a work in progress. <laughs> um, you want to read the question on number 27? Yes. it says in what ways have you seen relationship and risk being foundationally tied to your trust in god and or people and i said i always trust more when it's a person i have a close relationship with something that's gained over time once they've proven that they're not gonna leave me that they're not gonna break my heart or let me down yeah as humans, we all let each other down from time to time. I'm unable to grow close in a relationship without first taking a risk to open up to them. And I think about like our relationship and our friendship. And I was like, hey, like first time we met, I feel like I told you my whole life story, which is weird. I don't do that. But you gave me that sense of comfort to be able to do that. And I trusted you right off the get go. Don't know why, honestly, because I don't trust anybody. There's still things that, you know, I kept well, I mean, that we found out about each other, I think, as time went on and as the yeah. relationship got deeper and and we got to know each other better um, because you do take risks. But as you go on and you let a little bit of that go, you start trusting more. And so that's, you know, I don't know. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, and I, you know, I'm the same way. Like I wrote, when my relationship with God is lacking, then I have a harder time trusting him. I don't take risks with people from being hurt. I'm super cautious, which I can't be cautious with taking risks for God. And so I was sitting there thinking too, like, I don't, I, I mean, it takes me a lot to sit there and trust people or, you know, uh, that kind of stuff. And um, now I feel like, like with you, because we have a close relationship, like I tell you everything, like no matter whether or not, I don't feel like you're going to judge me. Like I can just tell you everything. It's not like, I don't feel like you're going to look down upon me or think of me any differently. Like, I mean, I think I feel like, you know, I'm human. Like I'm still like, I'm still not perfect, you know, but like that takes a lot because you sit here and think about it and you're like, you know, I tell you everything. That's the relationship we should have with God. Like we, we, he knows us better than anybody else. And like, we should be open and complete with him. And so um, it just kind of made me like, think about that all in my head too, of like how I need to be more intimate with him in the same kind of relationships that I have, like earthly, like that's what I need to have with him as well. Absolutely. We're going to flip to page 30 because some of this other stuff is like passage stuff, things that you need to write in, that kind of stuff. Um, And so on page 30, it says, how have relationship betrayals affected your ability to trust other people? And I put, it makes me question everyone's ulterior motives. I don't just open up and freely allow myself to be vulnerable because that means I am trusting others more than myself and going to them too much they going giving them too much control over my feelings if they hurt me so it's like it's easier for me to just not be vulnerable because then i'm like they can't hurt me instead of just being vulnerable and know that god is going to do something good with that vulnerability that's good and i'm very similar to that too i think we can all relate to that um I I said, I don't give new people a chance and I fault them for something they had absolutely nothing to do with. I just trust them before even giving them an opportunity because I'm basing that trust off of something someone else did to me or didn't do to me to let me down. And Uh, it's true. Like, so I, I put up this wall. I always have. I feel like I'm better now over the years I've been working on it, but I put up this wall and it's like immediately I meet people and I'm like, you know, surface level friendship, like, Hey, how you doing? I'm here for you if you need anything, but I'm not going to let you get close enough to me to know nothing about me, you know, like, yeah, and that's awful because you're not giving people a chance. And that's what we're supposed to do is like it says, take a risk, take a chance and, and let people get close to you. But that, you know, past betrayals have caused me to be that way. It's like so hard to move forward and do things differently when, you know, you've been let down so many times. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, That leads us to our last question that we're going to go over with you guys. And um, that top one, Susan, do you want to read it first? Yeah, on page 31. Yeah. It says, how have those betrayals affected your ability to trust in God? Um, And I said, they make me depend on myself because I will always come through for me. And that sounds so ridiculous like but it's my mindset like I 
feel like I'm always going to come through no matter what I'm going to come through for myself. I'm going to make it happen. But at the end of the day, God can't do that. No, not true. God can totally do that and will do that, but I don't let him do that. You know, like I get in the way it's me that gets in the way of allowing him to work in the way that he wants to in my own life. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I put more than I've realized. I put the same trust in God as I do with people. And that is the stupidest thing. I was like, seriously, Crystal? Like, you trust God like you trust a person who sins every day, who makes mistakes, who's not perfect. That is ridiculous. And I go, okay, now I really need to reevaluate. Like, do I really trust God or am I just being like, oh, I trust him, but I'm not really putting my full and complete trust in him. Yeah, this whole this whole study is making me have to <laughs> self-check myself. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, do I am I hearing myself? Like, it really makes you shit make us feel dumb. And I don't think that that's the case, but it really makes me question myself. And I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, what ain't I doing? You know, like it's time to straighten up and do the right thing because you are living a ridiculous life thinking that you got this all under control when totally you have nothing under control. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I'm like, this is making me go, wow, I've never really like thought of things in this way. And now I'm really actually digging deep on why I feel like I have so much control and allowing God to kind of meet me there. And me figure out where I need to like grow more in that relationship with him too. Like my relationship is not perfect and these are the ways that I need to grow. And so I'm really excited to keep going and keep digging deeper. And I hope that you guys are too, because this has been really good for my heart and I'm learning so much. Mm -hmm. I am too. I'm learning a lot and I'm learning a lot about myself too, that I guess I, I don't know, maybe I knew and I just didn't realize, but it's definitely a lot of self-teaching and uh, reflecting. And I'm thankful for that because I definitely feel like this is something I needed, especially in this season of my life too, more than any, any time. And I'm glad that we're doing it now. So we don't keep putting this off and we're like, okay, we can take action and make this happen. So we hope that y'all are enjoying it so far and look forward to week three next week. Absolutely. So come join us next week. And as always, check out our website and, um, you know, check us out on Instagram and Facebook and make sure that you are interacting with us because we love hearing feedback. So we will talk to you guys next week. Yeah, Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.